Welcome to episode 148 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, is it okay to skip a planned backpacking trip without also taking yourself on a scenic guilt trip? Yep. And we'll share some reasons why skipping a trip is okay. Then we'll share a new twist on the classic carabiner. And if you had a chance to experience the total solar eclipse in August, we'll also hook you up with even more heavenly wonders. All this, and that's about it today on the first 40 miles. It's time for our annual backpacking trip with friends next week. Our friend Steve puts this trip together every fall. In fact, this trip that Steve puts together every year is what started the whole thing here, the first 40 miles. That first trip that I went on was the trip around the Timberline Trail, which is a 40-mile trail. So this group gets together every year and does a different trip. This year... We're going to the Wallawas in Northeast Oregon. We planned to go there two years ago, but we got snowed out and smoked out. Last year, the group went there, but the two of us didn't. They had a great time last year, and they decided this year we're going back to the same exact place. And that's great. I've never been there. Well, neither of us have ever been there. And so I'm really looking forward to the scenery, getting up above the tree line, and just seeing these beautiful lakes up around Eagle Cap in the Wallawas. The original itinerary for this hike was to start at Wallawa Lake and do a uh, lollipop loop, where you hike up several miles and then do a loop and then come back down, uh, mostly the way that you hiked up. But the itinerary changed. The group uh, took a different route last year, and they liked it so much that it's what we're going to do again this year. So this is just a seven and a half mile out and back. We'll go seven and a half miles, set up camp, and then we're going to have two or three zero days there, and then do the seven and a half miles back out. So it's a much more relaxed trip as far as mileage goes, and just lots of opportunities to explore and do day hiking, try to summit Eagle Cap, visit the various lakes in the area. I'm sure that I will be taking a ton of pictures. It's going to be great. Almost great. I'm not going to be going on that trip. And that's been a really hard decision for me. I would love to go. In fact, I saw all the pictures from last year. It looks beautiful. It looks like a blissful trip. And of course, it is a wonderful group of people that are going. I really would love to be there. But... In life, we have to make these really hard decisions. One of our listeners even asked us, how do you know when you should skip the trip? But sometimes you can't go. You can't go on the trip that you know would be so great. So I've had to make the hard decision not to go on this trip. And of course, immediately I was flooded by, I don't know, regret and guilt and all those feelings like, oh, I'm missing out. So that's a tough spot to be in. If you go, you're overextending yourself. And if you decide not to go, you're feeling guilty and regretful. Why is that? Well, that's a good question because I shouldn't feel guilty about saying no to something. 
but also a big part of me knows that going on that trip would be rejuvenating and would give me ideas, would be a great time to connect with friends. So I know that there's a lot of things that I'm missing out on. I think that's part of the uh, the guilt or regret is knowing that there's something really positive and good happening out there that I'm not going to be participating in. Uh, yeah, it's it's easy to say no to bad things. Well, it's not always easy, <laughs> but you know, it, we can we can see something that's like, no, nah, that's really not going to be for me, and right. I'm just not. Like, I'm not into that. Like, if my friends invited me to go drag racing on Maine, I could say no without guilt and without regret. Yeah, because you're just not interested in it. But well, well I am, but I know it would be a bad thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would get me into trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the difficulty is that you know how good the trip will be, and it's really hard to say no to good things. And yet, all of us have. I think, an overabundance of good things available to us in life. I would even take it a step further and say, this is a great thing that I'm missing out on. I have lots and lots of good things. I have reruns of my favorite TV shows from the 50s and 60s. I have this little kitchen that I like to cook in. I have my garden. I have, you know, these good, good things. But those are everyday things. Those are things that I have access to all the time. But what I'm missing out on is a great thing. Yeah, and it's a one-time opportunity, right? right. They they've they went there last year. They're going to go there again this year. I get to see it for the first time, and they're probably not going back next year. That would be three years in a row. I, we're going to go somewhere else next year, and so you realize that you'll never see this place. See, by the end of this episode, you'll be going <laughs> on the trip. <laughs> so anyway, that makes it really hard that it would be such a great trip for you. So you're giving up something great. Is it for something greater? Well, well, you're asking the tough questions this morning. <laughs> Is it for something greater? I would have to say this time, yes. It's partially for a mental health day, mental <laughs> health week. It's been a very busy summer. And busy meaning gone a week, home a week, gone a week, home a week, gone a week, home a week, you know, for the whole summer. And so not only has my mental health <laughs> suffered a little bit, but I've, I feel like I've had some really great outdoor opportunities this summer that have filled my bucket enough. I know this trip would overflow my bucket, but it would also be a challenge to prepare for this trip. So I really, I mean, I had to balance everything and weigh everything and make the tough decision not to go. I know you've put a lot of thought into this decision, and especially because you said you know how great of a trip it could be, how wonderful and beautiful it'll be up there, and you know that, that time to have creative thoughts and to relax and to be uninterrupted for a while, you know, all these great things. And yet you know that you've had such a busy summer and there's just not room for it this year. But I know you've thought a lot about how do I make it through that decision? And well, like you said in the intro, not take yourself on a big guilt trip where you feel, oh, you know, I'm missing out. I'll, I'll never have this experience again. You've had to really think through why you're not going and why it's okay not to go. And I guess this could happen to many listeners. 
So I've been thinking about the reasons that I'm not going on this trip and the reasons that other people may have for choosing not to go on a backpacking trip. And for today's top five list, we wanted to talk about the five reasons why it's okay to skip the trip. And by skipping the trip, we mean the planned backpacking trip that you have and the possible guilt trip that you may want to skip as well. And the number one reason that it's okay to skip the trip is if you need recovery time. Lots of things could fall into this category. It could be mental recovery time. Maybe it's just been a really stressful time of life for you. Maybe it's physical recovery from an injury. I'm going to be getting some dental work done this month. It's going to require some healing time. So for me, one of the reasons that I'm not going on this trip to the Wallawas is that I'm going to take a little bit of recovery time. Recovery time is never something that you should feel guilty about. Recovery time is smart because it allows you to be stronger for your next trip. You had such a busy summer and the dental issues came up while you were at camp for a week. And I know that caused a lot of extra stress for you, that you were out where you couldn't really get them addressed right away, had to kind of make it through the week to get back home and start getting things figured out and planning those next steps to take care of all that. And you've got to just take that time for yourself, for your own health, and get things taken care of. And in order to do that, you're going to need to be home a little bit. Yeah, and once I get this taken care of, I'll be all healed up, all ready to go, and be ready for my next backpacking trip. The number two reason that it's okay to skip the trip is when there's a bigger yes. A lot of people have a hard time saying no, but a good rule of thumb is that you can say no when there's a deeper yes burning inside. So maybe you skip the weekend trip because your bigger yes is a week trip to the Ice Age Trail tagged on to the end of one of your business trips to Wisconsin. And maybe your brother and sister-in-law who live in Illinois want to join you. That's a big yes. Or maybe you have another trip that you're saving up for. If it's a first trip, then that's not only a significant financial investment, but you may also be using up those precious vacation days. So it's okay to say no when there is a bigger yes. Another way to look at it is that every time you say yes to something, you say no to a whole bunch of other things. And sometimes we don't even know what those other things are that we're saying no to, so we're okay. You know, but sometimes we do know what we're saying no to, and it's really tough. And that's where the guilt trip comes in, is you know that you're missing this specific trip to the Wallawas. Well, yeah, you're saying no to a whole lot of other things that you don't even know you're saying no to. But it's important to know what you're saying yes to. I know that one of the things that I'm missing out on on this Wallawas trip is the camaraderie, the connection, the beauty. But I do have this bigger yes that's kind of uh, dancing around in my brain right now. When I was up at the girls camp, a few of the adult leaders there and I were talking and got this great idea to take a ladies backpacking trip next summer where we can connect and be together. And maybe go on a snipe hunt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Gotta keep happen? those camp traditions going, <laughs> That's huh? That's right. The number three reason that it's okay to skip the trip is that you can recharge in small and simple ways. Thank goodness for that. I'm so in awe of these people 
that go out on the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail and come back so changed and so inspired. But thank goodness that we can recharge in small and simple ways. That just by getting out on a little walk in the forest or sitting down underneath a tree and just breathing the air, those are great ways to just connect with nature, center yourself, and still get that disconnecting from the world that you need. And that's one of the reasons that this is a hiking and backpacking podcast. We don't all have the time to live that John Muir life. We can't just go wandering, musing, you know, writing our deepest thoughts into a sun-bleached, rain-warped journal. Sometimes life is so full that we can't take advantage of those big, great opportunities presented to us. That's okay. We can take those small and simple opportunities. Slow down, plan a walk or a hike, and just recharge in small and simple ways. Some of our greatest rejuvenating moments have been small and simple. We've talked about our family backpacking spot that we found over the past year. A few months ago, we just took a Monday evening, and we drove out there as a family, hiked up the trail, had dinner, hung out for a while, and drove back home. It was a really short trip, and it was a kind of a last-minute decision to make that trip. It didn't take a whole week. It didn't take planning and preparation. We just threw some food in the van, and we went. And I loved it. It was just this perfect evening. Small, simple, but just what we needed. The number four reason that it's okay to skip the trip is intuition. Listen to what your head is telling you and your heart is telling you. You know how much you can handle. And if going on a backpacking trip is going to cause too much stress and maybe push you over the edge, whatever that means to be pushed over the edge, then scale back a little bit. I know that a backpacking trip would be lovely. It would be life enriching. But right now, my gut says that this trip is a no-go. And it's not because I think it's going to be a dangerous trip or that I would experience some catastrophic life event. It's just that I know right now I can't do anything else. So I guess that's my intuition. That's my gut saying, slow down, scale back, focus on the essentials. And then when you have a little more capacity, that'll be the time for your next trip. The number five reason it's okay to skip a trip is when you read the trail reports and there's warnings. This is why we skipped the trip two years ago to the Wallawas. Uh, We read the forecast of snow, like a foot of snow, and the wildfires that were raging right on the other side of the peak from where we would be. We ended up going to the Redwoods. That was great. But if you go back to those episodes from two (laughs) years ago, I think there's one where we talked about the decision that we made to change that itinerary. And it was really difficult for me. I was so looking forward to those alpine lakes in the Wallawas. And the redwoods are beautiful, but they're not alpine by any stretch of the imagination. It's a different kind of scenery by far. It's wonderful, but I was ready for alpine. Like, that's what I was planning for. I was just so excited to take so many pictures up there around the lakes and the peaks and above the tree line. And it was really difficult for me to accept the fact that, you know, two weeks before the trip, I wasn't going to be going there. None of us were. And so 
this reason maybe doesn't cause guilt so much because you have something you can really point to. You can say, well, the trail report says we shouldn't go. So it's not guilt, but it could be regret or it could be maybe not regret, but disappointment. That's what it is. And so disappointment is also a negative feeling. It's, of course, it's a real feeling. It happens. It's okay. But it's okay to just acknowledge that, yeah, we're not going to be able to go there. Maybe we'll go somewhere else. Maybe we won't go. But it's better than trying to, um, to go against all the reports and say, oh, you know, we're just going to tough it out. And uh, you could get into some trouble that way. A couple weeks ago, a listener contacted us on Facebook. He was really looking forward to Labor Day weekend that just happened a couple weeks ago because he was going to take his kids out on their first backpacking trip, and he had planned a section of the Pacific Crest Trail for them to do. Well, then he read that there was a fire in the area, uh, Santiam Pass, I think it is. And so he contacted us saying, I might not be able to do that trip. How do I find other places that I could go with my kids. How do I come up with plan B? That can be kind of stressful when you've, you've got everything in your mind about how this trip is going to go and exactly where you're going to hike and where you're going to camp. And then to circumstances completely outside of your control, a week or two or even a few days before the trip, you realize that you might not be able to go. But it's okay. Allow yourself to feel disappointed and then Either go with plan B or no plan at all, back out, wait for the next opportunity. The next opportunity will come. And it will come sooner than you think. For today's Summit Gear Review, we will be reviewing the Hero Clip. This piece of gear is endorsed by Superman. He's a hero, right? Yeah, but Captain Hook would be a good oh, yeah. endorser. Yeah, this does look like a Captain Hook kind of piece of backpacking gear. <laughs> so true. The Hero Clip is a solid aluminum carabiner that has a swivel out hook on it so you can attach and hang your gear. The Hero Clip was invented by a woman in the Seattle area who's an avid hiker, and she wanted a way to keep her gear off the muddy, wet forest floor. So if we can give you a picture of the structure of this clip, first imagine a carabiner. And if you can imagine a carabiner, you're imagining half of this product. Now attached to one corner of that carabiner, a kind of swivel device that hinges on the carabiner and also the device itself swivels. Okay, so it can rotate against the carabiner and then it can rotate 360 degrees itself. And then attached to that, a hook. It happens to be purple, at least for ours it is. They come in lots of different colors. Okay. So you've got a carabiner, a swiveling attachment hooked onto the carabiner, and then a kind of hook on that attachment. And now you've got the whole hero clip. And you can hang it on a tree branch. And then with the carabiner, you can slide your pack handle into the carabiner so it'll be nice and secure. Or another way to use it is to take the carabiner end and attach it onto something like maybe a hammock carabiner or a hammock strap, and then use that hook end to hang whatever you want to hang on there, your jacket, your pack. It can hold 50 pounds of static weight. The Hero Clip weighs two ounces, and it's about half an inch thick by about three and a half inches tall and three inches wide. And when you fully extend the hook on the carabiner, it ends up being about seven and a half inches long. 
For maintenance, you'll just want to remember the 50 pound limit, which means that it can easily hold your pack. And then also, the Hero Clip can only handle static loads, not dynamic loads. So no, uh, no bungee jumping off of this thing or uh, using it to tow stuff or anything weird like that. Yeah, or even using it as a replacement for a carabiner in a hammock setup. Yeah. No. Not going to work. And I guess I would say along with maintenance, if you're going to use the hero clip to hang it from a tree, you know, the hook end, I would suggest wrapping a bandana around the hook or using some kind of forest floor debris to kind of put as a buffer between the hero clip and the branch so that the hero clip doesn't end up digging into the tree and causing marks. But, you know, that's not an issue if you just use it to attach onto your hammock or the hammock strap. For investment, the Hero Clip is $20. And for trial, I like that this hook swivels 360 degrees on the horizontal plane, so you get a full range of motion. And it's not just a static hook connected onto a carabiner, you actually get 180 degrees on the vertical plane. So you have a really dynamic system for being able to attach gear or store gear or hang gear. For some of you early adopters out there, the Hero Clip is going to look very similar to the Clipter, which is the original name of the Hero Clip. It came out a few years ago and then something magical happened and they changed the name. So now it's the Hero Clip. And it's one of those cool little tools or gadgets that will have lots of uses on the trail. And then you'll probably find lots of interesting uses for it around home or while traveling. One of the other features that I like about it is that the hook end has kind of a rubberized tip. So it kind of gives it a non-slip grip on the end of the hook. So I think one of the best uses for the Hero Clip is going to be with people who are hammock campers because you have this wonderful hammock set up and then the first thing you do is lay your pack down either in your hammock or on the ground. But you have this great carabiner and strap system but nowhere to actually hang your pack. So the Hero Clip can clip into a carabiner or into the strap that's around the tree and you can hang your pack off of it without damaging the tree. You can hang your shoes off of it. You can hang your clothes. You can hang your jacket. Anything that needs to be hung can end up on this Hero Clip. And you can also attach other carabiners to it. The load just needs to be under 50 pounds. You could also use it to hang your food bag. Just use the hook and kind of attach it up high into a tree branch. There are lots of different uses for the Hero Clip on the trail. And I think it's one of those things, the more you use it, the more uses you'll find for it. And we'll have the link to the Hero Clip in the show notes today. And today's show notes are at thefirst40miles.com slash 148. For today's Backpack Hack of the Week, we have an astronomy calendar of celestial events. Well, can you imagine if you had been out during the eclipse that happened in August, but you had no idea that it was going to happen? <laughs> I actually thought about that because you go back thousands of years and there were probably a lot of people around the world who didn't have all of that stuff figured out and couldn't predict that on this particular day at this exact minute and second, the moon would be in front of the sun and block it for like two minutes. Can you imagine just uh, being out there, you're doing your thing that day, and all of a sudden the world goes dark? And you're like, whoa, what just happened? And then a minute later, it all lights back up again. 
and you go on with life. That would be crazy. It doesn't happen today because big events like that, they're all over the news, and we all know about them way far in advance. Oh, yeah. There's T-shirts printed and glasses made and all that stuff. It's, it's a big event. But the fact is there's a whole bunch of astronomical events that happen all the time. And if you're aware of them, you can look for them. It's just kind of like when you go backpacking and you don't know anything about the trees and plants around you, then everything looks like a tree. Every tree is just simply a tree. And then when you learn about the trees, they come to life in a different way because you see a Douglas fir and you see a western red cedar and you see an Oregon white oak. You see all these different trees that have these unique characteristics and you start to recognize them because you learned about them and you can notice them. The same thing when you look up in the sky. It's either just some blue sky with a sun in it or a dark night with some stars in it. Or if you know what to look for, it's something more special than that. For example, today, September 12th, Mercury is at its greatest western elongation. What that means is that Mercury is as far away from the sun as it ever gets relative to the Earth. So sometimes Mercury is either straight in front of the sun, and so we really don't see it because we just see the sun, or it's on the other side behind the sun, so of course we don't see it there. But right now it's at its greatest western elongation. So the furthest distance from the sun visually for us on Earth. So it's the best time to be able to see Mercury in the morning sky just before sunrise. That is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's already happened. Sorry, it was this morning. <laughs> you missed it. Still, like, these things are happening all around us. And sometimes we don't stop to take a look or even we don't even know what's going on around us. That's one of the things that I love about backpacking is it slows you down and you start to notice things. So this website, Sea and Sky, has a whole calendar of astronomical events that you can be looking forward to. The website is seasky.org. It's run by one guy who lives in Florida and just does this as a hobby on the side and just loves the sea and the sky. So if you go to the sky section of the website, you can find the Astronomy Calendar of Celestial Events. And we'll put a link in today's show notes as well. Since you already missed Mercury this morning, there's a couple others coming up that could be cool. October 19th is when Uranus is at opposition, which means it'll be as close as it ever gets to the Earth, and it will be on the same side of the Sun as we are, so it will be fully illuminated by the Sun. So it should be visible all night long as a tiny blue-green dot in the night sky. October 21st to 22nd is the Orionids meteor shower. The thing that's cool about that is that it's more active in the evening rather than the early, early morning. I'm never awake <laughs> at 2 to 4 a.m. in August. But in October, the nights are longer, the days are shorter, and you can catch these meteors in the evening after the sun has set. Wouldn't that be a great time to be out backpacking? Oh, perfect. Also, the moon will be just a crescent moon that night, and it will set early. Like, it'll set in the evening shortly after the sun, I think. So you have a nice dark sky. I love that these astronomical events happen so frequently. I know um, when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, 
then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. That's another event to look out for. Um, I think it's around the age of Aquarius. I don't know the exact Sometime date. Sometime in the future. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe it was back in the Maybe 60s. Someday. Oh. I don't know. I'll have to check the calendar, though. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Mahatma Gandhi. He said, there is more to life than increasing its speed. And today we talked about skipping the trip. So if you choose not to go on your next upcoming backpacking trip, for whatever reason, we have another option for you. You can participate in National Cleanup Day. That's September 16th, 2017. It's actually the third Saturday of every September for the rest of your life. <laughs> and the goal is for everyone to pick up one piece of trash. If you pick up more than that. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> Bonus. Great. Um, anyway, if you want more information about National Cleanup Day, just go to nationalcleanupday.org and we'll have the link in the show notes today. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've had to skip a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. So for today's top five list, we're going to review the movies that Heather will be watching while I'm on the trip. <laughs> what? Just kidding. <sighs> nice sound effects.